now the boys are back in town. The boys are back in town. Bill Mesnick. It's been a while. It's been a while, my friends. We've had uh, conditions of, uh, we've had climate change occurring within uh, my body within in particular. our bodies. Yeah. yeah, our bodies are uh, reacting to uh, a particular, uh, <laughs> to particular changes that I don't think that there are <laughs> remedies for. But... We soldier on, do we not, Mez? We soldier on. But the on. music will buoy us. The music will buoy us, which is why we returned to you with this, this program, put on a stack of 45s, the show dedicated to a 45 RPM of note, wherein we deconstruct the record, the artist, components of it that we think you will find intriguing and ultimately satisfying for your, uh, for your musical palate. And today we got uh, one of my all-time favorite vocalists and recordings for reasons that are uh, that are various. And um, I'm just gonna since I don't have you uh, on see, the Calico label, 1958 by the Skyliners. The B-side being "One Night, One Night" made it to number 12. So this is a solid a solid entry into Stack of 45's lore. Boy, you just did a, like a Cousin Brucey thing there. That was pretty cool. <laughs> you just like went right into it. You saw I hesitated because every time I... I saw you going down. Well, because... So I, well, no, yeah. I wasn't going down because when I, when I think of Since I Don't Have You, you have memories about, of, this, of this recording. I do have memories You'll of share, this song. And I have memories. And before I say the name of the song, I begin... To choke up a bit, so I hesitated, and you. Oh, is that what it was? That's what oh, it was. Well, I began to. Choke I should have up. let you have your my try. You should have let me choke, <laughs> which is but what. This song, it's you know, you talk about my memories. So, in 1958, the record came out. I did not really become aware of this record until the 70s, when I found it in a one of those little boxes you know where you would put your 45s at my girlfriend's house and i guess it belonged to her older brother and um you know there were a couple of records a little bit of soap being one of them and this being another one and um so i always remember this song from our high school days um and i even included it as i told you in a play that i had written um when there's the the young boy who's on acid for the first time and he's got his high school girlfriend on one side and the and his new bohemian uh, death obsessed gothic girl on the other and she's singing uh, Nico uh, I'll be your mirror and the high school girl is singing since I don't have you and they're singing in his ears and uh, he has to kind of reconcile the two you know, Nico would have done, since I don't have you, very nicely. Yes, she would have. Come to think of it, she would have done that. But I used, I used I'll Be Your Mirror. Yeah, and, well, that, well, that's also reflect a beautiful what you song. are in case you don't know. And um, in having seen the recent Velvet Underground film, I, I also thought of other songs that, uh, that I thought she would have done um, very, very well. I, yeah, think, I wouldn't have thought I wouldn't have thought her singing Jackson Brown songs, and yet... She did, and she, did. her. I think her version of these days is, is these days iconic, right? It's probably the best version of that next to Tom Rush, 
I um, think uh, Jackson Brown said that as well. Yeah, I mean, it's just gorgeous. And um, yeah, yeah. And I think of, you know, I, I was thinking when I'm hearing her voice, and I'm because I've been thinking a lot about Jimmy Beaumont. Jimmy Beaumont. There's a voice. There now, is a voice. Now, WCBS FM used to have a oldie show every Sunday evening, and they would rate every year the greatest rock and roll vocalists of all time. And they were a doo-wop show, an oldie show. And there would be two vocalists who would usually come in in the top two. One, of course, was Fred Paris of the Five Satins. Just due to that magnificent one-of-a-kind vocal on In the Still of the Night and one-of-a-kind song that probably created children all around the globe. most haunting romantic records to uh, to sit in a car with your girlfriend with and suddenly you're out of high school. Since I don't have you, the voice of Jimmy Beaumont would usually come in number one, even wow. though he is only renowned, as Fred Paris is only renowned for one song, Jimmy's only really renowned for two songs. Since I don't have you, and this I swear is true. Each of which, with those, with that string section, and that haunting, gentle, genuine vocal, uh, creates one of the great memories in all of Blue-Eyed Soul. And he didn't start out as a Blue-Eyed Soul singer. Interestingly, I mean, he was a very humble guy, apparently. Everyone loved um, him. Everyone. He, was, he did not toot his own horn. You know, it's interesting when you look at the uh, accredited writers on this song, there are six names. Jackie Taylor, James Beaumont, Janet Vogel, who we'll talk about, Joe Verschar, Lenny Martin, and Wally Lester. They must have been all the people 
associated with the group, even though apparently a guy named Joe Rock, who was a promotions man, wrote the lyrics, and his name is not, maybe Vershawn is, Vershar is Joe Rock, but he, he wrote the lyrics in his car after his girl left uh, to become an airline stewardess. He gave the lyrics to Jimmy, who went home, and who was inspired by the moon glows and the platters, wrote a melody to this song, and it becomes this timeless classic, which has been covered, interestingly, um, by Don McLean, Ronnie Millsap, and Guns N' Roses in 1994, which surprised the hell out of me, for the film The Spaghetti Incident. But apparently Jimmy was very humble. He inspired your friend, uh, Lou Christie. Yes, who very much so. Another a, Pittsburgh as artist. As an inspiration. I had some trouble with my baby So I had my fortune read I had some trouble with my baby And this is what the gypsy said The gypsy cried with the Dovells and Chubby Checker, all of the Cameo Parkway artists. You know, there's something within the humanity of people that you have the uh, privilege of meeting. And Jimmy Beaumont possessed that humility. Uh, Oh, you met him? Yes. I worked with him on one show in New Jersey around 1983. I'm sorry, 1987. And, you know, the thing, these older cats... The majority of them are just so pleased that people remembered what they did so many decades prior. Um, and it is fascinating. But well, once again, it was Dick Clark who put the guys on the map when he put them on the Caravan of Stars. Uh, you know, they came from Pittsburgh or McKeesport, as you said, close by or part of suburb of Pittsburgh. Um, people thought Jimmy Beaumont was black. Well, of course, for some reason. Of course, I mean, you, I mean, I can't understand how there couldn't be some conflict, uh, particularly in that period, with the type of records that were coming out, such as "I Only Have Eyes for You." Um, sure, there were many racial uh, errors made because you didn't really have photographs of, uh, they didn't get the picture sleeves. Um, but when they, they have to credit uh, Lenny Martin's orchestra for that brilliant uh, orchestration as well. It's, a, it's almost a perfect record. And I think the other story, as I mentioned to you before we started rolling here, 
is Janet Vogel, the soprano who sings the ooze at the end um, as, as, as the thing is kind of building in this counterpoint. And um, That was an error, by the way. Oh, was it? Yeah. Yeah, that was so well. It became it became iconic, and yeah. she was known for that vocal. And um, I get you know the a lot of these oldies cats they had a hard time in the seventies. I mean, Jimmy was driving a cab from nineteen seventy seventy four. Janet killed herself in nineteen eighty at the age of thirty nine. Um, they I don't I don't know about Jimmy. I know she had drug problem. Um, and her son has since made a film, a documentary about her life. I think it's a documentary. It might be, um, it might be dramatized, but it came out in 2012. It's called Since I Don't Have You. It's written by her son, Gavin Rapp, uh, about her drug addiction and suicide. Well, Jimmy and the Skyliners were inducted into the Vocal Group Hall of Fame in 2002. Of course, not the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, because that's just a useless organization that uh, is of... Uh, well, plus, they don't have a body of work, so, I mean, I think that's I don't that's think you need a body of, You know what? I don't think you need a body of work to suggest that... That's why they added this nonsense of the greatest singles ever made. You're yeah, not, and I think that's not a bad idea. You're not going to put the students in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, but you're going to put other artists who have nothing to do with rock and roll in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. So you might as well just call it the Musical Hall of Fame. If there was ever a vocalist who demanded attention, uh, one, of course, is Chubby Checker. Another, of course, is Lou Christie. I'm even going to put... I'm, I, don't, don't get me started. But yeah, when Jimmy Beaumont passed away from... I intend to do that. When Jimmy Beaumont passed away, it occurred to me that it is truly that moment signified, and you just informed me that Jay Black of Jane and the Americans, one of my all-time favorite, not just vocalists, but entertainers, one of the funniest, one of the cleverest, and one of the richest voices, Frank Sinatra always wondered how he was not more famous than he was. And, of course, he passes away without ownership of the name The Americans and uh, pretty broke from uh, gambling addiction and uh, et cetera. He had a full life, but there's another gentleman who doesn't get the attention that uh, is deserved for his vocal uh, acuity. So every time I hear Jimmy Beaumont's voice on either Pennies from Heaven, and you know, they, they did have a top 100 record in 1975 uh, titled Where Have They Gone? So, uh-huh. um, you know, you could make a case that the body of work is a little larger than the top 10 hits. Yeah. And uh, there's been a street that has been named for Jimmy in Pennsylvania. And what is it called, my friend? You tell me. Well, (laughs) (laughs) McKeesport, Pennsylvania, renamed street in honor of Jimmy Beaumont. It was called Tulip Drive, and it ran through a park near a stage where the group frequently performed. Yes. And the name of the street is Jimmy Beaumont Drive? Jimmy Beaumont Drive. 
Jimmy yeah. Beaumont Street, Jimmy Beaumont Avenue, what is it? You know, it's really interesting because the article that was originally released to, uh, about two years ago states, now known as Tulip Drive, the road runs through Renzihausen Park. So why would they It's now it? called Tulip Drive? Now known as Tulip Drive. So well, that I, doesn't make if any you sense. were naming the street in honor of Jimmy Beaumont, I don't get the tulip reference. Maybe Jimmy grew tulips. Maybe Jimmy grew tulips. Maybe he was a tulip aficionado. A tulip. We, we don't. There's many things about. No matter lover how of, much lover we, of the Dutch, lover, <laughs> lover of the Dutch. <laughs> oh mess! Yes. The lover of the Dutch. I have never heard. The, I have never heard a phrase quite as loving as that phrase. <laughs> so tender, so gentle, so. I'm a fan of the Dutch. So. <laughs> name me three famous Dutchmen, or Dutch women. Vincent Van Gogh. Okay. Rembrandt. And. Um, Vermeer. All artists. Now name mm. me one Dutch singer. What? Name me one Dutch vocalist. You got me there. Can you? No, I cannot. I cannot. You got me stuck on the on Dutch. All I <laughs> all I think of when I think Dutch of Dutch, Schultz. I think <laughs> Dutch Schultz. And I think about the boy with the finger in the dike. Mm-hmm. And yes. I think of that. What was the product? There was a product with a little Dutch boy on the label. Paint. I, th- I think it was Dutch boy paint. Was yeah, it? there was Dutch boy paint. There was also the. Uh, no, you're thinking Buster Brown shoes, maybe. But it was it was uh, Dutch boy paint. Yes. That's what I think it was Dutch boy paint. Yeah, shoes would be a whole other thing. We're off on a tangent. But that's fine because you know Big tangents tangent. are what we it's do. It's okay. So you know what? This is a short episode. What I'm gonna. <laughs> It's a short life, so we have to stick with the cram it full of as many shows as we can because there's so much to do. In 1965, Jimmy recorded two notable singles for Yes Bang Records. Oh, wow. So he worked with Burt Burns. Well, Burt had taste, you know that. And Tell Me was the first... Recorded. For his second Bang 45, Jimmy recorded I Never Loved Her Anyway, backed with You Got Too Much Going For You. He was transformed into a soul singer sounding nothing like the previous more pop-styled efforts 
leading some to question in later years if it was actually him singing. A Jimmy well, Beaumont piece. You know, I mean, these guys, the, all these guys, like I said, had trouble when after the British invasion. And um, Northern Soul. Jimmy was driving a cab. They tried to, as so many artists, get break into that Northern Soul market. And mm-hmm. that's what was later happening. Because um, those, t- those tracks on Bang are now considered Northern Soul collectibles. Is yes, you- and I think probably Janet was in despair, you know, over a career that uh, died a bornin'. Well, I would like to know more, and I have looked for information regarding more. I was unaware of that documentary regarding Janet. Um, I wouldn't know where to find it. I know it's not on YouTube. So, um, 2012, since I don't have you, by Gavin Rapp. By Gavin R A P P. R A P P. Um, because that final note on "Since I Don't Have You" is one of the great recorded endings of any record in the history of recordings. Yeah, it's um, spine tingling. Really, yeah, it is. Reminds it is. me of the uh, theme from Star Trek a little bit. <laughs> Yeah, I'd never thought of it in, in science fiction. You know that that the one that the, the woman's voice singing oh, yes, along the melody yes, of Star Trek. Yes, yes, the high note going, yeah. lilting into space. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's Janet, very good. That's what Janet did for uh, the ending of the Skyliners. Very good, Bill. Very good. I like that. I like that. And I'm just and you, if you go through the discography. Um, there, there were singles from 58 all the way through 1990 when Jimmy recorded You're My Christmas Present. You know, 78, he did The Love Bug, so I think things picked up for Christmas. And he did a version of Oh How Happy. That's a good one. Yeah, yeah. The Day the Clown Died. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Where have they gone? Get yourself a baby. The loser. Were these released? Yes, they all. He, he had on seventy four. Where have they gone? Which was a top one hundred. It hit one hundred. Was on Capitol. Oh. Yes, my friend. Yes, yes. So the body of but work is there. He kept swinging. He kept. He kept swinging. I suggest the body of work is there. And I'm going to the Rock Hall of Fame with picket signs in hand. I'm Excellent. Gonna, I'm going to need more than one hand, of course, because I got like 78 artists that I that need immediate induction, and then another one. Sinatra first. Sinatra has to go in there first, first and foremost. It's got to be Frank. That's life, baby. That's what yes. all the people say. You know. Well, I think we should play this iconic disc. You know something? I think that's a very grand idea. So let me. Let me. Okay. Here I go. I get the 45. I, whoops. Got a little dust on here. Blow off the dust. Get a little dust. Needle is clean. Off the cartridge. New needle here. Okay. Nice. Ladies and gentlemen, Jimmy Beaumont and the Skyliners. I'm going to be 70 years old in January, and this is one of the songs that will eternally ring in my psyche as I drift into the new world, wherever, <laughs> wherever and Just whenever that may be. 
Have you ever thought of what song you'd like to be played at? I mean, at my funeral? Because all I, I don't want anything but just a couple of people, and uh, and, and a song. I'm like yeah. Mario Lanza. I like it. Just give me a song. You know, I don't know how much time I want to spend thinking about. That, oh but. well, it's not to be thought about. It's to be. It's to be. I think it's a dreamy subject. You won't. You won't know what's going on. Anyway. I think actually, Bill, for you, it should be my rides here. Warren's, yeah, my rides here. Warren yeah. Zevon. That's yeah. a good one. Yeah, that's a good one. But now. Jimmy Beaumont, one of the great vocalists. I'm, I'm, I'm being very, very serious. Um, one of the great vocalists of all time. Since I don't have you. So when you listen to that record, does it make you think of uh, of your ex-girlfriend, high school sweetheart, Cindy? Yes, it makes me think of dear old Cindy. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it's the alpha and omega of classy uh, doo-wop. I'm, I'm, I'm a romantic, I'm nostalgic, and uh, this is a wonderful, wonderful remnant. 
Yes, it is. It's, a, it's more than a nugget. It is a rock unto itself, in my estimation, due to the locale from whence it came that produced so many magnificent artists. I, I left out Bobby Rydell. Of course, I left out the immortal Fabian Forte. Um, but these cats are still out there. Fabian and Bobby are doing a tour that was postponed due to COVID, and Bobby's still out there after a liver transplant and multiple issues. Um, and he's got a great autobiography, by the way, which is, which is worth the read, Bobby Rydell. So, so many great artists from, from Pittsburgh, so many great artists out of the Pennsylvania area. And, of course, the home of ex-heavyweight champion Larry Holmes, who, after Muhammad Ali reigned and reigned. And on that note, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to throw you another knockout punch in the next episode of Put on a Stack of 45s. This is Sleepy Rich Buckland with you. One day we'll go into, you know what we're going to do, Bill? We should do a medical show. Aye, aye, aye. We, you know, we, we cover film. That would have to be a two or three parter. <laughs> <laughs> we, anyway, folks, and we, we, love we, you. we could give medical advice. <laughs> we could give medical advice for things like sleeplessness and. I don't and think anybody should take problems. my medical advice. No? Nobody mm. should take medical advice. But I you got no your booster shot. You got your booster shot. I got my booster. And it almost killed one of my friends, one of our friends. I know now. you were saying that. Yes. I, I didn't feel anything. My mother's 96. She had the flu shot and the booster shot the same within the five, same five minutes. My wife and I were in bed for a week, and she was more energized than she had been since the age of 93. So, so you've had your booster? No, I have not. Oh, you have not? No, I have not. And you're, you're thinking twice? I'm, I'm thinking that um, I'm going to have to wait until I'm feeling a little better because I'm experiencing this. Well, that's true. These other maladies, and I shouldn't... At your peak. Yes, I, I should be in my best... I should be in my best performance state, mental, yes. mentally and physically, in order to accept what might come from the, from the booster. Although everyone suggests that it is safe, the stories that we have heard, my friend, have not been grand. But we go on, and we will continue to go on, and we will be back with another episode of Put on a Stack of 45s. We apologize for the, uh, for the uh, delay in our latest episode, but sometimes, gang, shit happens. I love that expression, don't you? Absolutely true. Shit happens. All right, Mez, I love you. Love you too, my friend. I want you to take care of yourself. We're back. And we're back. And take care of that damn cat. And uh, mm -hmm. Daddy's recording. Right daddy's before, recording. Right before we went on the air, Bill had to quiet the cat, and he said, Daddy's recording. Well, uh, uh, a closing note is that I watched a documentary last night um, where these old uh, dames of, of London theatrical uh, profession were schmoozing. And Joan Plowright, who was the wife of... Sir Lawrence Olivier, um, wh when their children were small, the kid had stolen the key to the liquor cabinet. And she was telling the story of Larry chasing after his, you know, little son going, 
Where's the key to Daddy's num nums? <laughs> this is Sir Lawrence Olivier. Yes, asking his little child for the key to his liquor cabinet because he couldn't get to his booze. Oh, yeah. Larry had some issues, didn't he? Yes, but it's all all the, water under the bridge. The, the, <laughs> yes, it's, so to speak. Uh, <laughs> any mention of Danny Kay? In the, no. in the episode. Joan, no. Joan did not touch on Danny Kay. Okay, all right. On that lovely note, since we don't have you, we will have you again in the next episode of Put on a Stack of 45s. Bye, ladies love and gentlemen. Love to all and sundry. Love to all sundry. Have a wonderful week. Take care of yourself. Take care of your loved ones. And remember, we only pass this way once, so do everything twice. And may God bless. And may God bless. That this heart of mine embraces the moon